0: So, if you want to buy some great RPG products or get help bringing your own to fruition, head on over to monkeyblooddesign.co.uk and get in touch. Let Monkey Blood Design and Publishing help you to imagine, create, and play. Abandon all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Well, got me a voicemail from John Allen Large. He's talking about my uh, point A to point B episodes. So, go ahead, John. Hey there, Glenn, it's Johnny from the Red Dog Stories, just listening to your From Point A to B episode. I very much agree. I think travel's a great way to foreshadow and introduce future adventures. It's also a good way to introduce recurring NPCs, like maybe the ship captain who takes them to an island, shows up as part of an adventure, or even an antagonist in the future. Although, I must admit, like yourself, I'm not a fan of doing massively lengthy multi-session drawn-out travel, so I try and keep it as punchy as I possibly possibly can, but throw in a few extra bits and pieces that might have some relevance to the future game. Anyway, really enjoyed the episode, dude. Keep up the good work and I'll catch you soon. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, it, what's funny is I do like to use, it's funny because I'm not really fond of travel, a whole lot of travel, but I am fond of random encounter tables, especially in the wilderness. So, I kind of try and strike a balance between the two of them where it's, you know, I get, you get, they get a couple of good fights in maybe, but not so long as, you know, it takes four sessions to get somewhere. You know, I'm not too big a fan of that because I usually have an idea and of how long it's going to take. And I try and hold to that. Anyway, thank you, John. I appreciate it. Oh man. You know, I was thinking today. About uh, foreshadowing. You newbie GMs should really pay attention to that because it's part of what makes the game good. Because, first of all, you have to have, well, you should have, I mean, if you're throwing it just together to delve a dungeon, but I mean, if you have a regular adventure, you should, that is overarching adventure, maybe a campaign thing, and it takes several sessions. Once again, I'm going to throw my throw my my cattle drive concept in again. You should have you should be able to foreshadow somehow what the what the the big bad is doing, or they should people should mention it and be scared of him, or talk about him, or or things happen because of him. I always like that things happen because of him, and uh, it's. It's kind of fun because you really can take the PCs off guard. For instance, cattle drive. Okay. I told you I could plug any scenario in there, but in my mind, I was seeing how things were going. Now, the end game was the last adventure was defeating this ancient vampire. Okay. And the PCs are bringing the cattle to where... His grandson purchased them. The yeah, grandson, and he doesn't want that. So he is—he's going to take because he's—he's try, he's trying to do so. It's all part of a plot of him taking over the world or whatever. But basically, he knows. He scried He knows that they're coming. So he will do his utmost to try and either de- de- delay or just outright obliterate. And. I use that as an opportunity to give to give some PCs a heads up. Or the PCs a heads up, I should say. So I had adventures, I pulled adventures, I've written adventures for this, and every time they stop, somewhere in that adventure, however many sessions it is, somewhere something's going to happen. And it's usually some kind of attack. And I try to make the attacks somewhat deadly. Although they managed to, you know, they managed to overcome them. But I also want to make them confuse a bit confusing because he's throwing stuff at them and trying to stop them. And things happen that they don't understand why they have the first, the first time he did that was like the second adventure. I didn't start in the first, I started in the second adventure and I threw a bunch of imps, and other demonic um demonic creatures at them in an alley. And this was totally this had nothing to do with, with the problem they were de- dealing with in the town. It was along with the zombies as servants and the bullet. But it had nothing to do with that. I had that happen like near the end of the end of the adventure. And they they defeat them and they disappear, and they're going, what the heck was that all about? And then the next few sessions, I escalated it of like something happened to one of them. You know, maybe they were attacked or they were kidnapped and they got away by this creature or these people. Maybe somebody's, maybe somebody's spreading rumors about them or, you know, all this stuff that they don't know what it is. It's the bad guy trying to stop and keep them from getting where they need to go. And that's the kind of foreshadowing I like. You can do other things too. You can have they can find some kind of clue like a, a note, a scrap of paper that the guy that maybe one of these opponents they defeat from the bad guy has a scrap of paper on him, uh detailing what what you know who did who is this guy who's who's hiring them to do this. Or they could do uh they find some kind of artifact. That maybe belongs to one of the bad, maybe the bad guy. And it's like, what the heck is this? Maybe they have to go find out why. And eventually they may find out, you know, through the course of the campaign, what these are all about. Or maybe not. They could always be like, you know, a revelation at the end. You know, I was the one who was starting to do this. So that's kind of foreshadowing I like. You could add that to any adventure too, because it comes. It's supposed to come out of left field. It really is. And that's what I like. So what you gotta do is, I know the controversial thing is cutscenes. I personally like cutscenes in a game. I just don't know how to implement them effectively. But they can be useful for this foreshadowing. You sit down and look at the adventure and see how far the characters have gotten. It should start maybe in the second adventure for this campaign. See how far they've gotten. And then do a cut scene in your head of the bad guy in his lair or wherever, either watching them, scrying them, or getting the information from them, and think about what he's going to do then. What is he going to do to them, if anything? Maybe he'll just say, well, let him come. I can beat him. No problem. But, you know, have that going on in your head and then come up with the, the foreshadowing stuff. Because that's the fun of it for me. Because then the it feels like a real world. And, you know, somebody is trying to, and it feels like, you know, a movie, which is what I like. Anyway, that's my foreshadowing ideas, so i got to go start my day. So, if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard@gmail.com gmail.com or drop a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized so as little as 99 cents a month, YouTube can help support this program, and I would thank you. Single donations, my Ko-fi, my fi Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard, or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Let me thank these people who do give to me monthly. Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John Allen, Aaron, Michael, Randy, and Joe. Thank you very much. For other good podcasts, there is Dan Gregg's The Young YUNG Young Grognard Podcast. Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandits Key Podcast, Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Larges, The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tenkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.